0: Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. If you're feeling like you need more strength, like maybe you're tired in this season, come to the Lord, the Bible says, all that are weak and heavy laden. Have you ever seen a car that's loaded down too much and you're looking at their tires and you're like, oh, I gotta get in a different lane. This is way too heavy of a load. Well, that's what we look like sometimes. Sometimes we look like we're carrying just too much and we look like we're weighed down. Well, that's because we're trying to carry it all instead of giving it to God. So my challenge for you this week is give it to Jesus. Amen. I want to talk about building again. So many times we go through things. Look, every one of us have to build again. It doesn't matter who you are. If you were alive during this pandemic, you got to build again. If you're a little older and you have parents now you're taking care of, you're building again. If you have children, you're building again. If you're getting a new job, if things are going on in your marriage, in your household, in friendships, we all find ourselves in a place where we have to build again. Sometimes we're not ready for it. My husband and I were in business together. And one day I actually took him to the hospital and wheeled him in. And I'm waiting in the lobby and I'm watching CNN. Have you ever seen or heard news and you're like, "Mm, this doesn't look good. Maybe it's bad weather. It gets your attention. Well, that day it got my attention. And the news was the banks were folding and crashing. How many of you guys remember that in 2007, financial markets started falling apart? Well, the reason why it was really, really bad news for us is Carlos used to be a mortgage broker. So he had loans for people to buy houses. And he comes out of the surgery room. Have you ever seen anybody come out of the surgery room? They're like half drugged up and they're like falling over. And I was like, wake up, wake up. The banks are collapsing. And so it wasn't something I was ready for. But here's the deal is that even though our life was turned upside down for just a moment, our spirit was not turned upside down in that time of testing. We had something to stand on, and that was Christ, our solid rock. Now, Carlos had two friends. One of them had a heart attack. They cut him from his neck all the way down to his stomach, and they had to do open-heart surgery. The second friend dropped dead and left his wife and four children because it was that devastating. We're not the only ones that deal with things that turn your life upside down. The difference, I remember Carlos and I, we built this beautiful home, We either got to give it away. We got to sell it. We got to do something, but we got to walk away from this temporary dream. And we held hands and we knew one thing was different. The one thing that was different was this. Some of those other people didn't know the Lord. And we talked and as a husband and wife, we're like, can you imagine going through a devastation like this and not knowing God? See, that's the difference. When you know the Lord and trials come your way, you do not fall apart. Yeah, it might hurt. True. But you're not going to fall apart because your house is built on a solid rock. We didn't completely fall apart because we had to trust in God and follow his plan. So God's asking us to follow his plan. It doesn't always look like your plan. In the Bible, one of my favorite stories is Gideon. And so Gideon's got this amazing, amazing army. He's got 30,000 guys. Everything looks great. He's going to go against the Philistine. That was the opposing people. And he's like, hey, I got this. Don't we do that sometimes? Like, God, don't worry. I got this. So God had a different plan. He said, Gideon, I want you to let all these guys that are chicken and scared and want to go home, let them leave. Okay, we're going to do it my way. And all of a sudden, 20,000 people leave him. Now he's facing the biggest army of his life, but 20,000 people end up walking away. Is now he's left with just a few guys and God gives him one more challenge. I'm going to read this to you really quick. Judges 7, 2 through 3. It says, Lord said to Gideon, you have so many men, I cannot deliver Midian's into their hands or Israel would boast against me. So he says, man, I can't give the army to you. You're going to say I did it on my own. It was all about me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear can turn away and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left and 10,000 men stayed behind. Can you imagine poor Gideon, what he thought when two thirds of his peeps roll out? Have you ever had friends roll out on you? Have you ever had family turn their back on you? Have you ever had a relationship and the person that you trusted the most turn their back on you? Well, all of a sudden his men turn his back, their back, and they roll out. So what does he do? He restructures and God comes again. And he ends up saying this. So he tells Gideon, he's still got too many men. He says, I'm going to select the ones for battle by the way they take a drink. So the Lord wants the ones that cup their hand with water to lap it up. And those that kneel down and stick their mouth right into the little lake or river and drink. He says those got to go. So he's down to 300 men. You know, the reason I bring up this story is sometimes life, it feels like we're up against something impossible. Like there's no way this is going to work out. But God has a way of working things out, but he wants the glory. Like if you had everything and everything was perfect, why would you need to thank God? Why would you need to be like, praise God, you got me through this. So God tells Gideon, like, look, I want you to depend on me. So Gideon, not only does he send the extra 10,000 away, but he's got 300 guys. And they're focused because God didn't need a large army He just needed a few careful men that would do exactly what he commanded. They end up going into the enemy's camp and the Lord delivers the enemies over into his hands. The lesson of this, by winning the battle with a lot fewer men, God is glorified and the people came to know he was the true God. You know why I brought the story of me and Carlos up in the beginning is that we kind of felt like we were up an army that we couldn't beat. The whole world was collapsing financially. Things were falling apart everywhere. But we had to trust that God's way wasn't going to look like our way. And even when it seemed impossible, God was going to deliver us and see us through. And I want you to know God is going to deliver you. It may not be the way you thought. It may not make sense in your mind. But God wants glory. He doesn't want you to go, I got this. I did it on my own again. How many of you have regretted doing things on your own? How many of you regret doing it your way instead of his way? I could sit two hands on that. Sometimes I'm like, no, 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 I got this, Carlos. No, no, God, I got this. And I, I, I'm good, I'm good, right? Dumble one more time. But you know what? The Lord wants you and I as women to give them glory. God's way is better than anything you could have imagined. You know, that God... He's so awesome. I just imagine that he has a little fun with us sometimes and lets us struggle sometimes on our own. But really, he's like, oh, if they would just surrender to me. I'm going to make it work out better than they could ever imagine. Gideon had to sacrifice what he thought he needed to win. I'm going to say that one more time. Gideon had to sacrifice what he thought he needed to win. But sometimes, We think we need something, and we really don't. And God's ways may not look like our ways. They're going to be different, guys. It might feel uncomfortable, but if you'll trust in him, he'll do it better for you than you could have done yourself. He'll take care of you during crisis. When the time is right, if we dare, he will help you build again. His desire is to write a story of victory, no matter how many stand with us or how many leave you, God will always remain. No matter how many stand or flee, God remains faithful. And if we lack the resources, hey girls, sometimes you think you don't have what it takes. You don't think, oh man, that'll never happen for me. God doesn't lack resources. So here's the dare. I dare you to build, decide, put your trust in the Lord, and allow God to help you begin again. Allow God, give him the place, let him be that gentleman in our life. Allow him to help me build again. Even when it means putting everything I've built at the foot of the cross. You might say, oh, but I already got this plan. Oh, I've worked so hard toward this. And God's going, put it all at the cross. Let the whole thing go because the way I build is isn't going to look like anything of the way you build. Number two is allow. Let God order your steps. Can you just say that? Lord, order my steps. Let him be the one that orders our steps, which can feel very uncomfortable. That's for sure. But if you listen and obey to his instructions, he will give you courage. He'll give you strength. How many of you can remember a time that maybe God sent somebody to you to encourage you You didn't even know they were going to do that, but it just like blew you out of the water. Has anybody ever had that experience? Like, oh my gosh, God, thank you so much. I needed that word of encouragement today. The third thing is rise. Know that your victory isn't found in your strength. It's found in our savior. Ask him to build your strength, knowing that faith makes way for God's favor. Plant the seeds and watch your miracle grow. I do want to say this, not that I'll go off on a whole tiding ramp, but I don't know if you're a giver. My mom is a giver. My dad is a giver. But one thing about my mom is I've seen her take the shirt, literally the jacket off of her back. My parents are both givers, 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 givers. Oh, you need this. I'm so afraid sometimes to go, mom, I love your necklace. Cause she'll go like this. She'll start taking it off and she'll go here. She'll do it. She started doing it at church. You know, all the jewelry that we gave her, she started taking it off and giving it to people in church. She's just a giver. It doesn't take just money to become a giver. Sometimes it's your time, your treasure and your talents. Okay. So learn to be a giver, learn to plant seeds. You want your life to work out? Learn to give of yourself, learn to volunteer, learn to give your money too, okay? And then lastly, enjoy. Fast in the knowledge that we don't have to fear because God is our provider. So that night of the battle, Gideon could have been like, man, I'm so afraid. I don't know if this is gonna work out. But either way, whether he worried or not, he was gonna win because God ordained it. And I wanna end on that note is you are a winner. You're ordained to win. God has awesome things in store for you. I'm telling you, put your trust in God. Don't be afraid. Your plan is never gonna look like God's plan. Or I'd be calling you God, okay? So God's plan is different, but we gotta trust in him. So we gotta build our life upon a rock, right? Who's Jesus? We've got to trust him. we got to risk again. you got to be willing to take a chance in order to build. Maybe some things have happened in your life where you've been disappointed or let down and you're like, man, I've been hurt by so many people. I'm not going to try again. But when you do that, you're saying no to God's ability in your life. So look, God is a gentleman. He just says no. He answers, Right. And He's faithful. He will always be there for you. And always remember, when you put your trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's Word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.